0: Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is growing in grace. Well, howdy, come on in, make yourself at home here. This is like the the Mayberry of Christian podcasts. I mean, just relax, just be yourself. No, <laughs> you know, no We need a new whistler. <laughs> we should have had the theme song ready to go. Um, the Andy Griffith Show for you young whippersnappers out there. But uh, yeah, Mayberry, if you don't know, just Google it and go watch some shows and enjoy it because no pressure here, just kick back and relax. It's like a Sunday in Mayberry.
1: They don't make their, them like watch that was, anymore. Which
0: was their Sabbath, by the way.
1: Yeah, in 30 years, they'll be doing a Growing in Grace podcast or someone else will be doing a podcast and they'll say, it's like, go listen to the big, watch the Big Bang Theory, (laughs) you young whippersnappers. Yeah, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, things have changed a lot lot over the years. They don't make them like they used to. I can tell you that much. The Andy Griffith show, that was a good, that was good.
0: That's classic stuff.
1: I still uh, like watching those.
0: I do too. I mean, but some of us grew up on them, even if they were on reruns.
1: There
0: there is something special about some of those old shows. I I think Andy is one of them where there were some life lessons to be learned. And and I don't know. It was just, uh, it was, it was a different time.
1: It was a different time. Nobody calls somebody whose name Andy Ange anymore. (laughs) Like Barney did.
0: I don't run into a lot of Andys anymore either.
1: (laughs) No, it's true. Andrews and Drews. Well, anyway, Uh, we're digressing very much here, which is okay. It's okay. We'll handle it. But we've got some really good stuff. Again, we've been talking last couple weeks about 2 Corinthians 3. You mentioned this to some people, they might think boring, or for other people, I think it's really shocking the things that we've been talking about, we've been talking about the ministry of death and the ministry of condemnation. Now, if a person isn't really well-versed on a lot of this stuff, or if they haven't been around a lot of this stuff, if I were to mention the ministry of death, and the ministry of condemnation, you know, what kind of thoughts would come to people's minds? I think that if I didn't know the stuff that we're talking about here, I would think the ministry of death and condemnation is is when somebody sins. You know, if somebody sins, then there's condemnation and there's death, and uh, that's what would come to my mind anyway. Cap, you and I were talking beforehand about how some of this stuff is—we've been talking about this stuff, and we've known this stuff for so long that we might not really— be able to put ourselves in the shoes of someone who this is brand new stuff for. The ministry of death and the ministry of condemnation was the law, God's law. Now, go back and listen to the last couple of podcasts and read for yourselves in 2 Corinthians 3 what we're talking about here, but it's contrasted with the ministry of the Spirit which is the ministry of life, which is the new covenant, which has nothing to do with our behavior. It has nothing to do with sin. It has nothing to do with any of our deeds. It even calls it the ministry of righteousness. And that ministry, the new covenant, the ministry of righteousness, we're not righteous because of our deeds. We're not righteous because of anything we've done, but it's the ministry of the Holy Spirit in us. And that's the new covenant contrasted here in a large way in uh, 2 Corinthians 3. And so Paul talks about, again, the last couple of weeks on the podcast, we've been talking about how that old covenant had glory, but that glory came to an end, and it was replaced with what is permanent, and that's this ministry of life, this ministry of the Holy Spirit, the new covenant that we're in. And uh, there is no more condemnation. And uh, the reason for that is because we could look at a lot of things. There's so many places to go here. And we do want to get into maybe some of the end of chapter 3 of Second Corinthians. But Cap Yehood talked to me about Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But why? Well, as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, because that ministry, the ministry of condemnation, came to an end. And
0: that's a great cross-reference. Romans 8, starting with verse 1, because a lot of Christians hear this one. Uh, I'm not sure if they hear it within the proper context or not, but it's a great verse. Uh, You mentioned being well-versed. We also talked about being well-chaptered.
1: Not, but
0: anyway, <laughs> side note there. So yeah, there's no condemnation now for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because the ministry of condemnation, the commandments that were written on stone, and the rest of the law that came with it that was written with ink has come to an end, as we've been talking about in Second Corinthians chapter 3. No condemnation for those who are in Christ because the ministry of condemnation is no longer exists per se it faded it came to an end and was replaced with something permanent the ministry of righteousness the ministry of the spirit verse 2 of romans 8 for the law of the spirit here's the law we're under not the mosaic law the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus if you don't have that memorized get it down the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death. What was that? The Mosaic law. For what that law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his Son in the likeness of sinful flesh as an offering for sin. He, Jesus, condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. So, (laughs) <laughs> Jesus did it all. He did it on our behalf. He fulfilled the law. The ministry of condemnation came to an end. Another great cross-reference for 2 Corinthians 3 is something you, you alluded to, I think, last week, Joel. It comes from Galatians chapter 4, right around uh, verses 21 through 26, something like that. Paul referred to the two different covenants, and the one that came from Mount Sinai gave birth to bondage. What came from Mount Sinai? those commandments that were written on stone. And so you see some people, like you said, Joel, some people who aren't well-versed or well-chaptered have not heard this, even though they may have been in church all of their lives, maybe even a good Bible-believing evangelical church, and they've never heard about the ministry of condemnation and death. (laughs) And yet here we are. It's right here. And it's been replaced with something better and permanent, the ministry of the Spirit. I know there's a lot of fear out there in legalistic circles about teaching this sort of thing. Number one, they don't know much about it. Number two, they're afraid that people are going to say, well, I can go out and do whatever I want. We don't have to follow the Ten Commandments anymore. We're not saying that, that you go against the commandments. As Joel has mentioned a couple of times over the last few weeks, we're not saying that the law is bad, that there's something wrong with the law. We're not saying that the law is evil. But the law could not give us life. It was written in stone and with ink, but it was not flexible. It required a standard of perfection that no human could live up to. It did not offer grace. <laughs> and so I don't know if we're going to have time to get to the end of uh, this chapter in Second Corinthians, Joel.
1: Yeah, especially with so many good cross-references to go to. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here, but Paul had said in Romans 7, uh I was once alive, alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, so he's talking about the law, when the law came, righteousness sprang to life, and I I sprang to life. No, he didn't say that. He said when the commandment came, sin became alive and I died. That's what happened with the law. And this commandment which was to result in life proved to result in death for me. So the law is the ministry of death, condemnation bondage, like you just read there in Galatians 4. In Romans 3, Paul says that the purpose of the law was to make all of the world guilty before God. That's the ministry of the law, again, contrasted with the ministry of life, which is the new covenant. And um, in uh, 2 Corinthians 3, it says, uh, verse 12, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Now, you didn't have hope with the old covenant, because nobody could do it. Nobody had ever kept it. But since we have such hope, he says, we are very bold, not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. There's a lot right there. Uh, But their minds were hardened, for to this day, when they read the old covenant, Now, he's specifically talking here about Jews, but I think a lot of this can be applied to people in the church today. When they read the Old Covenant, that same veil remains unlifted because only through Christ is it taken away. When you are reading the law, when you're thinking that the law is life, when you're thinking that the law is a guideline for Christian living, there's a veil lying over your heart. You need to turn to the Lord. It says, Uh, Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and I think that goes along with Romans 8, 2 that you were talking about. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free. From the law of sin and death, so under the old covenant there was no freedom, and under the new covenant, the Lord is Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom.
0: Well, uh, you did say a mouthful there, but that was the that was wrapping up Second Corinthians chapter three, a verse that we hope our our, our a chapter we hope that our our listeners will get more familiar with if you're not already. But I, I think you're right. I think there are a lot of people who may hear the Old Covenant read, that's not always a bad thing, by the way, but if they're hearing it out of context and are applying it in a way to some of the ways you just mentioned, Joel, as if they're supposed to be pursuing the law and, and, and thinking that it's going to bring life and, and, and mixing some of that that was for Israel with Christianity today. Look, we as Gentiles, non-Jewish people, were never under that law to begin with. And to think somehow we're now being brought into it when it was the ministry of death and condemnation. Isn't that something, by the way? The ministry of death and condemnation with those commandments written on stone, and then we, from the earliest age in our, our church classrooms, we begin trying to teach kids to memorize that. No wonder people get messed up and are not in church today. True. <laughs> so we, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And that wraps up Second Corinthians chapter 3. And sometimes it's always interesting to see what happens after that. Therefore, Second Corinthians 4, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. And so that's the good news here is that we are under something so much more permanent, so much more better, the ministry of, of life and freedom that the law could not give. You know, unfortunately, a lot of times it gets mixed into uh, Christian teaching uh, and, and it leaves people in a place of potential hopelessness, or at least fear and and concern about wondering where they stand with God. And no Christian should ever feel that way.
1: Yeah, it wasn't meant to be that way. Indeed, God did not intend for us to feel condemnation and to be in spiritual bondage. We'll spend uh, perhaps one more week on this uh, subject of spiritual bondage, spiritual slavery, talking about... How Paul talked about bondage Having to do with the law That which came from Mount Sinai Gave birth to bondage What came from Mount Sinai You know what came from Mount Sinai The law, the Ten Commandments We'll talk about that next week So stay close for that on Growing in Grace At growingandgrace.org.
0: This has been Growing in Grace With Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski